You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar in studio. It's our first show uh, after uh, Christmas. Was it a good Christmas, Andy? It was good until uh, I tried to get in, log into my PlayStation. Then everything went downhill from there. Well, that is an interesting story. <laughs> We've got a good show for you today. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Sony PlayStation and uh, Xbox Live hack, or attack, I should say on their uh, gaming networks. We'll also be uh, looking at Wi-Fi phones for the home that you can take with you when you're on the go. Super interesting technology. And, of course, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. So, Andy, for the listeners out there, obviously everyone who owns an Xbox and a PlayStation knows what happened at Christmas time. Uh, give us the lowdown. Well, basically what happened was both networks for the PlayStation for the Xbox One and the PlayStation Network went down on Christmas Day. And you can just imagine all these kids getting their, their brand new console, game console. They rip it open out of the box, plug it into the network, and they can't log in. I was one of those people. I just wanted to play games with my, my family. And we couldn't get in. And next thing you know, I'm in my troubleshooting. I'm Checking my internet because you don't know that it's been attacked. I yet. didn't know it was being it was attacked, and so I'm like, you're wasting a, all this time. I'm like, what a bad time <laughs> for this for me not to be able to log in. And so I'm troubleshooting, and then later, only later on Twitter, I find out that the PlayStation Network's been hacked. Would have saved me about an hour on Christmas time, uh, resetting my my router and, and internet connection. But uh, millions of people, you can just imagine the impact that's going to have. All these people opening up the console for the first time, wanting to buy games that are available online on these networks, but they can't log on. So I, I can guarantee you there was millions of dollars lost there because of that attack on Christmas Day. Couldn't have picked a better day, by the way. Well, uh, apparently it's uh, a hacker group called the Lizard Squad. <laughs> I, I don't know how they confirm these things. Yes. <laughs> uh, but essentially this uh, same hacker group uh, has also been responsible for uh, a few other attacks this year against uh, Xbox and Sony. Apparently, they were also the group that uh, phoned in that bomb threat on that American Airlines flight that that Sony executive was flying on. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think this is all in retaliation for the interview, the movie with Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco. That's being, one of the theories being announced on Christmas Day that you were going to be able to to watch it in select theaters in the United States and also online through um, YouTube. I think the Google Play Store is also and having the Sony it available. Website, yeah. And Microsoft. Xbox, and, uh, yeah, the and Xbox, on the Xbox Live service, yeah. So if you, if you tie that, the timing-wise, it looks like that's what it was in retaliation. The, the fact that Sony decided to, to launch this video, both in the theaters and online, is probably a first. This is like a great experiment to see that this thing is being simultaneously launched on online and in theaters. Basically, we've talked about this. People's eyeballs are changing the way that they are watching content. So this will be interesting data to look at how many people watched it on YouTube, how many people watched it in the theaters, and what, is, what made more money because this could be the future of launches Well, now. that is an interesting part of uh, all of this uh, from a business perspective because uh, you know, up until now, uh, the, the big uh, film companies, the studios, uh, they haven't been able to do that. They haven't been able to really launch a major uh, movie in the theaters and through uh, you know an online streaming service at the same time because the theater owners uh, kill it, yeah. right? Because they say that's going to kill their, their business. So they've never allowed that to happen. So this has been a very unique situation, and Sony has actually uh, been able to do this now. The challenge, though, Andy, from what I've uh, been reading is that uh, Sony 
we'll probably never release the online statistics as to how many people actually rented it. Absolutely. Or streamed it. No, nor should they, but they have that data, and they can actually plan ahead to see if it makes sense. Some of these movies aren't even worth being theaters. They, they might be in a theater for a week or two. Yeah. They might make more sense to release it online, and it changes people's behavior. Nobody thinks about buying a movie on YouTube. No. I, I can't even stick against everything I, I believe in, but if they start to do this, our behaviors will change. You know, There was a time where I thought I would never pay for streaming services, but Netflix came along and made it so easy that I think this might be the tip of the iceberg of changing the way that we buy and consume content. Basically, our eyeballs are out there, but we're watching different types of screens, whether it's our mobile device, our laptops, or in the big theaters. So from what I understand, in limited release down in the U.S. in the theaters there, it didn't really generate much. I think like a, a million dollars or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. It was projected to do $20 million in wide release. So it's, you know, I'd, I'd love to know, you know from a business perspective how much money they made on YouTube and, and what have you. At the same time. Which we'll never know. I did do some research to see if it was on the torrent, and it's already up there. So there's that other thing where we always see people like pirating uh, new releases in the theater by bringing a camera or something like that. Well, this one, they just basically uh, captured that stream and then put it up for torrents. So um, that w- would be interesting. Apparently, it's very popular up on the torrent it's, sites right it's now. It's like the number one. If you go to any torrent site right now, you'll see the interview right on the top. So it's... Uh, it was a big release. We'll just see if they make money money out of it. Also in the news, uh, wearable technology. Uh, I think we really started to see that take off this year. 2015, I think, is going to be a big year for that with the release of uh, the Apple Watch. Uh, I know lots of people probably got uh, some type of wearable technology for Christmas. You know, the little Fitbits and the Jawbone uh, wearable bracelets. Do you you, you have those? Uh, I'm wearing two right now. Oh yeah, you're I the got cra- the, you're uh, the crazy man. An Android Google Android Wear smartwatch. Yeah, this is from Motorola. It's the Motorola 360. That basically does all the push notifications. If someone texts me or sends me an email, I can just look at my watch instead of looking at my phone. Yeah, I, I'm I'm old fashioned. I just look at my phone. Yeah, well, it's you know I know it's a lot of extra work to go into my pocket to actually get the phone. But you know what helps? When I'm in meetings with you <laughs> and someone's texting me, it looks yeah. like I'm looking at the time when I'm actually... Well, now I think you're just bored. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one you got on your wrist... Uh... And this one's called the uh, Polar Loop. Yep. And basically, it's an activity monitor. What I like about it is that it does connect to my Android smartphone, uh, also onto my laptop, but it gives me a heads-up display of how many calories, steps I've taken uh, throughout the day. So this kind of has a visual representation of how active I am. But that data can also be used inside my phone and onto my laptop so I can track over a course of a month how, how active I am and if, it, if I'm reaching my goals that I've set inside the apps. So this, I agree with you. It, I think it's going to be huge in 2015. 2014, we just started to see all these new uh, companies come out. But like you said, with Apple getting into the, into the game, it's going to be huge. I just don't think people are going to want to buy the Apple Watch. I think it's overpriced. Really, eh? And I don't believe in the way that they are trying to design it. They're trying to put apps with inside your watch. Who wants to open an app inside their watch? It's so small, the screen. I don't, I don't understand that angle. 
but I'm very interested to see how it works out. Well, I am too because, uh, you know, other companies, Motorola, you're wearing one of their watches. I actually like that because it kind of looks cool. Samsung has been trying to get into this game for the past year and a half, two years with their Galaxy Gear watches. I don't think they have really taken off no. in any meaningful way. I think, they're to the too, I think they're too bulky, and they don't really add that much extra value. Absolutely. They do not add value. And another problem with them is they're taking that Apple route where they're making a watch that only works for Samsung phones. So this Google uh, Motorola 360 works on any Android phone, which I like because you don't have to basically subscribe to a certain ecosystem to get the value out of it. You can have a little bit of everything. Without having but that to. Apple Watch looks so good. It looks great. I think it's a luxury item. It's yeah. going to be the new status symbol. But I, I think the they'll sell t- gazillions of them. But the value, like, does it actually add value to your life? That is the test that we're going to see. Oh, I'm sure it will. I know you're going to get one. <laughs> I know you have not worn a watch in years, but I know you'll get one. I'm, I'm interested to try one on. I, I definitely, uh, definitely am. I mean, it's got the heart rate monitor on it. Um, obviously, all these apps that you think are stupid, but I think it's going to be cool. Uh, I'm interested to see if I'll actually use it. I didn't say stupid. I'm skeptical. You're skeptical. Skeptical. But you're like the guinea pig. Because if you start using a watch again through the the whole Apple ecosystem with their Apple Watch, then they might have a winner. So Uh, uh, no no pressure, Mike. We'll see. (laughs) It'll be a contest between my Apple Watch and your Motorola watch. I know. We have a little war going on. (laughs) Apple and Android uh, debates. Yeah, I'm winning. (laughs) You think? I think, yes. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about Wi-Fi phones for the home. A phone that you can use in your home that you can also take with you on the road. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Lennon Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Don't forget, later on, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. I'm sure there are a a few of those after uh, a good... uh, Christmas Hall. A lot of people open up their uh, gadgets and can't get it working. Well, we could help. We'll also be uh, finding out what the app of the week is uh, later on with uh, Christina as well. Well, uh, phones have really changed uh, over the past uh, 10, 15 years. Uh, you know, obviously that was our main form of communication. Cell phones have come into the, uh, into the market, smartphones. That's uh, kind of been our, our main phone. But now we're looking at a, another generation of phones, Wi-Fi phones. Uh, in studio right now, we've got Rob Bakshi. He's the president of uh, PVO Systems. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Rob. You're welcome. So uh, I want to talk about uh, an interesting technology you guys have uh, that uh, caught our eye, the Liberty L1 Home. Tell us about that. Well, it's so the next generation of uh, your smart home phone or your uh, small business phones. Uh, as we know, the technology in your um, in the home phone market has not changed in the last 30 years. Uh, when it comes to cordless phones, it's still a deck technology that uh, that is uh, uh, very common. Uh, companies like Panasonic or VTech, all these companies uh, provide those uh, kinds of handsets. Um, the Wi-Fi uh, phone is taking that uh, uh, the home phone and the small business phone. Uh, to a to a new level, which uh, which does not depend on uh, landline, but uh, just a Wi-Fi hotspot. Um, so uh, uh, the quality of the phone is uh, HD uh, voice. Uh, but the most interesting thing is um, on a, uh, you know in a, in a facility or a big home, if you have uh, more than one hotspot and the name is the same for the uh, for the access point and the password is the same, it'll just pass from one node to another node uh, seamlessly. 
Um, and uh, uh, the other big feature is uh, you can take the home phone or your small phone with you. Uh, when you when you leave your your home or, or business, uh, you go down to Starbucks. You you connect. Uh, when you go down to Mexico or as a snowbird down to Phoenix or Palm Springs or uh, or um, uh, Florida, you take it with you, and it's a free call. Uh, the phone will ring uh, when you're down there uh, as if it was you were in Vancouver. So so that's basically like taking your cordless phone that a lot of people have in their home right now. They just take it with you because it's connecting through Wi-Fi. Absolutely, Andy. Interesting. How, how, how does the whole number thing go? Because a lot of people, you know, have had the same number. I think my parents, they probably had the same number for 20, 30 years. Um, where do you get the number from? That's a very good question. Um, in, um, um, in North America, as we know, there are, there are telcos and there are, there are um, um, cable providers, and they give you the phone number. Well, they haven't caught on to this technology as of yet. Um, so, uh, having said that, there are there are probably you know dozens of independent service providers we call them, um, like Primus or um, ProOmnis. Uh, there's so many of them uh, ac- across the North America. So they provide you the phone number, and then uh, you have an option. You can keep your same phone number, so they'll support it over, and uh, that's it. You have a virtual service provider. Interesting. And does that work the same with you? You can use your existing number. Yes. Yes. And just have it ported over. Just have it ported over. So just wrap my head around this here. This is essentially the same type of phone that you'd have in your home, but it works on your Wi-Fi internet network, and it also has the ability to be taken anywhere there's a Wi-Fi hotspot. Absolutely. And it becomes a local phone. doesn't matter where you are in the world. What do these phones look like? Um, These phones uh, look like your your, uh, traditional um, um, uh, deck phones at home, except the screen is bigger. Yeah. Um, and uh, you could, uh, depending on the service provider, you could do text messaging on it as well. Um, so um, I'm holding uh, right in, in my hand here, um, although we're on radio, so we can't see. Uh, but it's uh, uh, probably seven inches high and uh, two inches wide, and maybe three-quarter of an inch. Yeah, very thick. thin. Looks like mm-hmm. your kind of cordless phone you see in any home, but thinner. But thinner, yes. Yeah. Um, so what kind of pricing are we talking here for this type of system? Uh, well, the the service provider is going to provide you the phone number for, let's say, I don't know, they all compete for the business, so yeah. we, we're not in that business. Yeah. Um, anything from $15 to $20 per month, all you can call North America yeah. sort of thing, uh, which is cheaper than Shaw or Telus uh, that they offer. Uh, but that's a different business model. We're, that's not a business that we're in. Yeah. Um, the, the phone cost will be about uh, $179 in that range. Now, a lot of people have multiple phones in their house. Could you have, say, like two people, a husband and wife, each has their own phone that uses the same number that they can take with them? Absolutely. Um, this thing takes, it takes, like I said, the home phone to the next level. So because it's Wi-Fi and it's totally software-oriented-based yeah. uh, product, there's so many new features that will be developed and, and, and also available today. Uh, for example, if someone's on the phone, you can dial out from a different handset. Where the, 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 the phone at home now, we can't do it. Yeah. So, um, and these phones are going to be alive, uh, just like our smartphones, smart, smart cellular phones are alive. So as new software is developed through the cloud, it'll be, they'll be all updated, they'll be all connected, uh, and new features will be downloaded. People can up, uh, upgrade their phones. So the days of, uh, of buying a phone um, and, and then three years later, you throw the phone away, but the phone was exactly the same, 
those days are gone. Uh, the, this, this is new software-based platform that changes and evolves as technology develops. So you don't change your hardware, but software makes it up-to-date all the time. So essentially, uh, you've got to purchase the phone, about $179, you said, and then get signed up with one of these independent service providers, and basically you can take your phone anywhere. Absolutely. What about what about the quality? Because you say, when I hear Wi-Fi, you always get, everybody has a different kind of like Wi-Fi signal in their home. Um, if you are in good range, would you have any kind of like drop calls? Because that's one of the problems I've had with VoIP-style phones, even like Skype. Yeah. It, it it's not as reliable as having that, that physical landline. So how does the quality compare? Well, Andy, I'm really impressed with your knowledge on one VoIP. So uh, let me try to uh, explain to you how this works. Uh, the, uh, the 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 VoIP phones that we we use on Skype and uh, other apps on our smartphones are we call them soft phones. Yeah. So it's a software. It's an app that is that is running on your smartphone and trying to get a connection on 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 the IP and trying to make a call. Now, because there's a huge amount of data that's being processed, uh, the quality of the Wi-Fi access point and everything else, it, there's so many variables when it comes to quality assurance. Uh, these phones are just Wi-Fi phones, period. So this is, this is, this is uh, uh, embedded software, mm-hmm. uh, not an app. So there's a huge difference. This is, this is telco quality. Today, in, in, for example, in Korea, we're shipping about 7000 a month to telcos. This is a telco-grade voice quality, no different than your existing home phone or your business phone. Very cool. Yeah. We're going to open up the phone lines right now. We're going to take your general tech calls and questions. If you've got some uh, questions for our guest as well, that's uh, Rob Bakshi of uh, PVO Systems about uh, these Wi-Fi phones. Uh, we'll uh, answer those for you as well. The number is 604-280-9898. Long distance, the toll-free number is 1-877-399-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. When we come back, your calls, you're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Connected, Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Later on in the hour, we'll be finding out what the app of the week is with uh, Christina Stoyanova. You'll want to stay tuned for that. I'm going to open up the phone lines here, 604-280-9898, We'll take any of your tech calls and questions. We also still have our guest in studio, Rob Bakshi of uh, Apivio Systems, talking about those Wi-Fi phones. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, ability to be able to take your, your home phone anywhere yes. that has a Wi-Fi hotspot. Yes, I think that would be appealing. That's for like a, a paradigm shift. Yeah, I think it would be great for parents as well. A lot of people still have home phones because uh, they want to be able to you know, get in contact with their kids, and I think something like that would be great. It's a great solution. 604-280-9898. We're going to jump here to Steve in Surrey. How are you, Steve? I'm good. What can we do for you? Um, well, I'm old school. I've never owned a cell phone. Okay. And I want to get one. My, what my needs are, uh, I've put down, it would be 95% local calls, Probably a couple of hundred minutes a yeah. month. I'd like to have internet. I have no idea what, I, I guess I refer to them as gigabytes or something like that, what would work for me. Yeah. I don't expect to use the internet a lot, but I'd like to have that. And I'd also like to be able to do texting, take some photos, uh, I guess download apps. Yeah. I do have a Bluetooth in my car, but uh, of course uh, I don't have my phone to hook up to it. So I'm just wondering to hear about all these different phones. There's iPhones, Androids all these different brands. I'm wondering, based on what I just said, 
what would probably fit me the best. Yeah, and are, are you mostly um, going to be here locally? Yeah, I would say 95% will be local lower mainland usage. Okay, and 5% you're traveling in the U.S. or other parts yeah, of Canada? U.S., uh, the odd time I take a trip out of the province, but like it's probably even less than 5%. Cool. We'll go with you first, Andy, to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Well, I'm the Android guy, so I'm going to recommend getting something like the Google Nexus. It is probably the closest to what an iPhone experience you would have. It has a very clean Android experience. Plus, if you use Gmail, uh, all your contacts will come right inside there and uh, will make your life easy. A lot of people, there's a big misconception that Android is very hard to, to use. But uh, if you just try the Google Nexus, the Google Nexus 5, fantastic phone. I think you can't go wrong with that, with it. It is a good phone. Uh, I, I like the iPhone for simplicity. Uh, I find it easy to use. Uh, and for people that haven't used uh, smartphones before, I find it's not a huge learning curve uh, either. Um, you know, To your question as well, what kind of uh, plan and stuff you should get, um, it doesn't sound like you're going to be using the Internet that much, but you'd be surprised once you start getting into it. You'll want to get at least 500 megabytes. Probably one gigabyte plan is a good way to go. And for that, you're probably looking anywhere 60 to $70 a month, yeah. essentially. One, one thing you could do is start with 500 megs yeah. uh, of data plan, and then if you start to go over, maybe bump it up to, to one gig. But typically... Um, you want to pay what you're using, so start start at 500, and then see if uh, if if you're using that up. If not, just stay at 500. Otherwise, go up to the one gig, and you should be okay for uh, things. The the holiday time is actually a great time to get a cell phone. There's all these is, great yeah. plans from all the different carriers. Then they're competing with each other. The fact that you're going to be getting a phone if you sign up for a two two year contract, you'll get a fantastic deal. Um, and in most cases, you might even get the phone for free. Depending on yeah, what I, I've seen get. some good deals on uh, the iPhone 5S. Uh, you know, you can I think in some some carriers get like zero dollars essentially okay. on a two year plan, which yes. is pretty good. And that's a sweet sweet phone. It's got the fingerprint recognition and everything to get into the phone. Uh, you know, another good deal I saw is with Wind Mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget exactly how much it is. Uh, let's say forty five dollars a month, uh, which is pretty smoking hot. You get like talk and text and data included yes. in that as well. What you want to do, though, if you are going to go through wind, is look at their map, their coverage map, to make sure yes. that you're within that area. Yeah. Because that's the one difference between wind and the other carriers is that they don't have as as much uh, network range that the others do across Canada. So, but if you're in the major city areas, you should be okay. Going to jump here to the next uh, caller. We've uh, got Anne on the line. Hey, Anne. Oh, hi. Must be Pam. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I got a Roku as a gift. You know, the, you hook it up to your Wi-Fi and you can watch movies. Yes. Or, uh, but uh, we did everything, what it said, uh, in the instructions, and then nothing would come on the TV. Like, do you know? Yeah, like, can, you, can you actually see, when you plug it into the TV, can you actually see anything? No, nothing. Okay. And so you don't even see, like, the Roku screen? No, no, nothing. Nothing. Are, are you connecting it through Wi-Fi or yeah, directly we, we in? We were. No, no, connecting to the Wi-Fi. To Wi-Fi. But I'm just wondering if she can't see anything on the screen. Like, is it in the right input? Well, it could be. It what is you... in the right, right input and everything. Because a friend of ours had it, and I thought, oh, it's simple. Like, you know, um, and I would like it to watch uh, different programs on it. Yeah. So, have you heard good things about it? Or? Yeah, Roku's got well, uh, very good, good reviews. So you've plugged this thing into your TV? Yeah. 
Okay, and um, when on the TV you don't see anything. Yeah, um, um, wires and everything. Yeah, and we follow the instructions as it said. Yeah, and so uh, do you put it to the correct input on the TV yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what comes up on the screen? Nothing. That's weird. That is weird. So, it, well, the way that the Roku connects to televisions is through HDMI. Yes. So my first <clears throat> suggestion, what I would do, is go and look at. Like physically in the back, what HDMI port you have? Because typically, uh, most TVs have about two or three. Yes. So if you're on HDMI one, then you have to go when you have your. And TV it'll actually on, say that on the back. Of your it, TV. it will say it on the back. Then you go and with your your remote controller on the TV, make sure you switch that source to HDMI one. Yeah. And then turn it on, or turn it off, and then turn it on. See if something happens. You want to make sure you're getting power to your Roku. Typically, they are. You can plug it into the wall or power it through USB depending if your television has that capabilities. But you want to make sure there's power to the Roku and it's in the right port and you have that uh, source selected. So if it's HDMI 1, you're on the HDMI 1 source. If everything's powered, it should something should come up. From there, you would have to enter your Wi-Fi password and network, and then it will connect to the Internet. But in yeah, terms so gotta, of, I guess you've got to troubleshoot now, like, if you've got another TV in the house, try plugging it in there to see if something comes on. Absolutely. Or go to a friend's house with it to see if it'll appear on their TV screen. Because it could be that the HDMI port is faulty. Like you just don't know. Could so be you a bad really cable. Have... Could be a bad Roku. Absolutely. So you just have to, to figure out where the problem lies. Is it the TV? Is it the Roku? In terms of as, as a streaming player, you couldn't go wrong with the Roku. It's, it's a fabulous. Beautiful. It's so simple. I just love it. Especially for people that want just to use for for Netflix. Yeah. It is one of the best experiences. They even have a dedicated Netflix button on the new Roku controllers as well. So it is a good choice. Hopefully you can get it up and running in no time. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brewer. We still have our guest in the studio. If you've got any questions for him about the uh, the Wi-Fi phones, his name's Rob Bakshi of PBO Systems. Going to jump here to the uh, phone lines again. Cleo in Richmond, how are you doing? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm looking to upgrade. I have just a, a regular cell phone at the moment. It, it works fine and everything. It's Samsung. Yeah. And so I've looked at the Samsung Galaxy 5. Yeah. And I've also looked at the new one, the uh, Samsung Core. The Core, okay. Yeah. And uh, But when I look at the uh, reviews on the Internet for the Core, the Core seems like more of an entry level, which would which would which I would be interested in. Uh, but it's not getting very good reviews, so I wanted your opinion. And uh, the Internet also uh, promotes a Motorola uh, as compared to the Core. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Uh, I, I just want a simple one, um, and I'd like a few of the apps like the street maps and that sort of thing. Uh, not much in the way of browsing. So... Um, can I have your opinion? Yeah. No, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, so the two phones there, the Galaxy S5 is probably one of the premium smartphones out in the market right now. Yeah. Beautiful phone, beautiful screen. I think it's about a 5-inch screen on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, super powerful as well. Lots of cool built-in features. Great camera. I think it can even take your heart heart rate. That's right, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, a bit of a price to that. But, you know, great time right now during the Christmas season. There's all sorts of uh, deals on it. Uh, the Galaxy Core is more of an entry-level phone. Uh, from my understanding as well, I think it's only um, 
it goes as high as the 3G networks as well. Um, and not to get too technical, the latest generation of networks out there for high-speed data and stuff are LTE networks, which mm-hmm. the Galaxy 5 will have. Yeah. So um, that is a beautiful phone, no question. If you can get a good deal on that, definitely look at it. Um, obviously, the Galaxy Core, cheaper phone, so you can probably get an even better deal. Uh, but then compare it to a Motorola. Well, the one thing is you can't put too much credence on these reviews, especially for entry-level phones, because these are people that are reviewing the high-end phones, and they always find things to nitpick about entry-level phones. At the end of the day, if it does what it needs to do for you, then it, it will be a good phone. To your point about Motorola, I'm a big Motorola fan. What Why? I'm, Why is that? Okay, so... The thing about Samsung and, and the Galaxy line of phones is they pre-install all these Samsung apps on there. And it's very, very, very difficult to remove those apps. They don't want you. And they even have a Samsung app store. and It's just lots of what we call bloatware. It just bloats your phone. I like to have a nice, clean interface. And the Motorola phones, which was a Google company until just very recently. They just got acquired by Lenovo. But they have a very sleek and vanilla Android experience on it. So you only have the apps that you want to use, and it's very simple. It even has this thing called Moto Display, where if someone gives you a text message, you'll get a little notification on the front of your screen without the whole phone turning on. It's just like black and white uh, little notification that someone's texted you or called you. So you don't even have to open your phone. That's another advantage of it. If you're going to go to the Motorola route, if you want an entry level, the Motorola Moto G is one of the best, it's actually the best-selling phone in Motorola's history. We're talking about a company that's been around for a long time. Uh, it's huge in Brazil and all the developing countries because it can do 95% of what most other high-end phones can do, but at a price point that is very, very affordable. So I would recommend that. If you want a higher-end Motorola phone, the Motorola Moto X, that's their flagship phone that competes with the Apple iPhone and the Samsung Galaxy S5. S5, beautiful phone. If you can get a good deal on it, definitely have a look at that. But uh, I would maybe go towards the Motorola on the entry-level side. I've Absolutely. seen them. They're beautiful phones. As entry-level phones, they're, they're probably the best. I think the Motorola G is my phone of the year just because of the price point and the amount of uh, you get out of it. I'm going to jump here to uh, Art. How are you doing, Art? Good. How are you? Good. What can we do for you? Yeah, I have this uh, older Dell computer laptop. Yeah. It's not hooked to the net. But I put uh, iTunes on it and Roxola and put music on it. Yes. And it plays awesome, you know, just by itself with the headphones on, etc. But as soon as I plug it into an app, which I plug into the headphone stuff, it makes these squealy little sounds. Do you know what would cause that? From, from Okay, so you're plugging it into an app? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Any thoughts there? Obviously, um, I'm wondering if it's the app itself. It could be the amp. It could be the connectors on his phone. Yeah. Um, I have this Headphones, problem. Headphones, yeah. On, um, on my smartphone, I yeah. had a piece of lint go into the headphone jack, and it's way in there, and I can't use it anymore because of this <laughs> piece of lint. Like, what a bad design. I, I was yeah. thinking afterwards that something like that got inside, but um, you would have to try it with different, a, a different amp maybe with some other speakers to see if you still have that same experience. Again, in a situation like this, you really need to narrow down the problem to see where it's Yeah, at. so, I mean, it's, it sounds like it's working when he plugs his headphones directly into the lamp, laptop. So that would kind of indicate to me that the amp is causing some sort of issue there. Yes, and it, it could just be the settings on your amp as well. Yeah. Um, turn all the dials down and then slowly bring it up and see if you still have that. It, it could be a connection issue inside there. 
We are going to have to take a break. When we come back, it's App of the Week time with Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. Back with Andy and Mike here on Get Connected. want to thank uh, my guest uh, in the studio today, Rob Bakshi. He's the president of uh, PVO Systems. Uh, again, thanks for coming into the uh, studio. Where can people find out more about these uh, Wi-Fi phones? Uh, they can go to our website, apivio.com, uh, A-P-I-V-I-O.com. Uh, so there's a lot of information, uh, or uh, they can send us an email. Fantastic. Thanks again for joining us today. You're welcome. Looking forward to uh, trying those out. Yeah, I can't should wait. should be uh, very cool. Well, it's that time of the week. We've uh, got Christina Stoyanova on the line, app of the week. How are you doing, Christina? Good. How are you, Mike? Good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We've been waiting all week for this. I know you have been. <laughs> so this better be brilliant. It's always brilliant, isn't it? Yes, yes. What do you got for us? Uh, so I have an app this week called Menu Planner. It's for iOS, and it's two ninety nine from the App Store. Um, and basically, this app lets you get on track with uh, planning your weekly meals. Most of us will end up getting takeout just because we haven't planned and don't have the right things in our fridge to put together a dinner. Maybe maybe so, that is my plan, <laughs> to get takeout. Yes, well, for you maybe. Yes. But some people just can't get organized. I'm one of them. I often stop by the sushi place up the street just because I'm not organized enough to have defrosted the right things and purchased the right things before I want to cook. So this app will help you do that? Yeah, so it lets you assign recipes so you can upload all your recipes into it and then it lets you assign recipes into all the days of the week. And then you can actually create a shopping list from all of those recipes. Very, very cool. And and so this is three bucks? Yeah, two ninety nine from the app store. I mean it's worth it if you're um if you're able to get organized with it and not stop by your local fast food restaurant a couple times a week, then I think it'll pay for itself. Yeah, I might be up to about five or <laughs> ten times a week, which is not good. That's no, why I'm getting a little terrible. portly, I think. <laughs> and so is this pretty easy to use? Yes, it's very easy to use, and it's great because it actually is compatible with a lot of um, recipe websites as well, so you can actually import recipes right from the internet into the app. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. user-friendly. And just for uh, Apple so far? Yes, just for Apple so far, but there are other solutions out there, um, other apps for Apple devices and for Android devices. I just found that this one is actually very intuitive and easy to use and gives you a lot of functionality. Very cool. Do you see it's just for Apple though, Andy? Yeah, well, I, there's another app I was thinking about. You ever, you ever, I don't know if this is for iOS. It's called Mobile Bandit. Okay. <clears throat> Have you ever heard of it? No. So it's kind of like a coupon, except it will tell you by proximity. So you can open the app and say, tell me about deals that are near me for different food establishments. Yeah. And then you can get... Because uh, this is good if I don't use menu plans. Exactly. Right? This is yeah. like the, oh, I love this. This is the yeah. direct opposite of what Christina just <laughs> mentioned. If you're going to get takeout, you might as well get a good deal. Yeah. It's called Mobile Bandit. It's free. It works fantastic. And uh, it, it uses your proximity to tell you the restaurants and uh, takeout places nearby and which ones have deals. And you just have to show them the app. And I've already saved $3 if I, if I haven't bought Menu Planner. <laughs> That's right. So you have $3 savings 
uh, right from the get-go. Uh, what I really like about it is that you don't have to carry coupons or deals with you. Yeah. It's all in your app. So you go there and you enter this code to, the, to whatever place you're at, yeah. and they'll give you the deal. So it, if you're going down the bad track, that's what you get. Yeah. And if you want to have the good track, Menu Planner, menu right, Christina? Planner. Yes, that's right. And it's just like Andy to tell everyone about something that's the complete opposite of what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Anytime. Thanks, Christina, for joining us. Thank you. That was Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week. Andy, what is the prize this week? Well, we've been talking about these uh, Wi-Fi phones for the home, so we're going to give one away. We're giving away the Liberty L1 Home Plus. Uh, all you have to do is go to our website to check it out, see what it looks like, and also enter www.getconnectedmedia.com is where you want to go and just click on the uh, contest tab to enter and win. Getconnectedmedia.com. And these uh, phones will work with uh, a lot of the independent uh, providers out there. That's right, yes. Fantastic. Getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the contest page to enter to win. Mike, Andy, logging off. We'll see you again next week.